1: Tonight. Hey. With Marcus Farrow and Chris McCarthy. So we're going to have uh, Hugh Dunn, City Council from Ward 3. He's descending upon us from God's country <laughs> yeah. Ward 3. Ward 3. The Hicks, Logan, Sawyer area. He'll be joining the land us. land of milk and honey. He'll be joining us at eight thirty. 30. My think we're gonna have tom kennedy give us a call back we'd like to anyway yeah i hope he does you know i, I we we're just, up against a hard commercial break guys it's sometimes very very hard right and so it's so sometimes it rock hard we, commercial break just, just gets in front of us you know t- time wise you've got to get your commercials in, an impenetrable uh, or commercial jams break. it up for the rest of the hour it too. really don't no, really was, so, it was so, hopefully, so hopefully tom's, was. tom's able to give us a call back it's difficult to manage because uh, i thought it was very interesting that when you mentioned that the first win proposals were under Mayor jack mark i had East. a i had a uh
2: I had a spokesperson from Vineyard Wind come on, uh, the Marcus Farrow Show, the now defunct Marcus Farrow Show. Right. Uh, and she had said that they had built the port out in the 90s, right, to facilitate offshore wind. Like, it was a very fo- – this is this is all, uh, like, uh, decades in the making. It's very It was very forward-thinking the way everything came together, right. you know, slowly but surely. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on. Good evening. Thanks for holding.
3: Yes, I love it when I get a chance to agree with Tom Kennedy because he's a smart guy. Yeah. Yes. yes, the mayor should have had somebody there. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's a president of the United States. know, I'm not a Trump guy, but uh, even if it was Trump, you go, uh, you know, you, you act properly. Uh, you, hope, you hope maybe that you can make some sort of uh, impression on the president. So especially since you're trying to bring this uh, wind uh, energy into the area, Uh, What better connection to have than with uh, a president? I think it was a mistake out of the few mistakes that uh, Mayor Mitchell makes, of course. Okay? And uh, what can
1: I say? Well, so, Marcus, you were saying someone from the Port Authority was there? Yeah, I heard that from... Tim
2: that okay. day, which I heard, which he heard, I believe, yeah, from Mike but I, Lawrence. I think,
3: wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Again, you're the mayor of the city of New Bedford. You send somebody from your office, maybe. Even mm-hmm. if you could see uh, what's his personal assistant, Neil Mello, I think that's his name. <laughs> yeah, Chief of staff, yeah, then, yeah. Then, then Neil Mello, then. At least someone of a, a, a mayoral authority who's there to represent the city of New Bedford. Sent by the mayor. Not just because the port authority was going to go there, because they were going to go there. Now, he he might come up with something. Well, I had some inside information that the president had COVID, and so, uh, you know, we, we, we didn't attend. You know, uh, my, wife's, my wife's a doctor, you know, that sort of stuff. So maybe we could say something like that, you know. And, of course, my friend, uh, Mr. McCarthy, knows I don't like the mayor. So, Correct. Uh,
1: <laughs> I knew there was sarcasm when you said one of the few mistakes he makes. Yeah, but, of course. But, but, no, but really, I find it odd that... Actually, I found it odd there weren't more people from New Bedford there. I found it odd there weren't more city councils there Yeah, I from think. New Bedford. Because, as you point out, it's the President of the United States. It's a Absolutely. big deal. It and really It has is. to be met by
3: proper protocol of someone from the mayor. You know? And, again, Tom points out, and maybe the, uh, the laws are outdated, that when the mayor is out of town, the president of the city council is in charge. Yeah. I think that's in the city charter.
1: I believe yeah. it is too. I don't yeah. think anything. I think it is too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So obviously, uh, the mayor could have made a friend of Ian Brew and maybe made some sort of liaison into the city council for, for you know for conversation and and you know making deals in the future. Uh, if he sent Ian out there, I'm sure Ian would have went out there with bells ringing. The festival data could have been on. He
1: sort of went out there. <laughs> I'm absolutely positive Ian would have gone. <laughs> Except that the, the only thing that in, in Ian's defense is that he may not have had enough notice. He does have a job, you know. Well, again, I,
3: again, uh... I think he's got a lot of flexibility in that job. He comes on the radio during his breakfast break or lunch break or right, whatever. Right. Uh, and again, to me, as Tom said, I, I don't think there's any excuse for not having a representative from the mayor of the city of new bedford to go there and uh, greet the president. How often do you get a president, a sitting president in this area? And especially since you're looking to make a, you know, a friend out of somebody with uh, influence in the wind power and everything. And, I, and I'm not too crazy about that. I'm, I'm, I think I'm like you guys. I think that's something that's going to be transitional. No matter how much you try to push it and, and pull it and everything, uh, you just didn't, went from the horse and buggy to, uh, to a gas-powered engine. You know, And, right. and, and it's going to take time. Uh, they're right, I think, to try to make moves and that direction, but you're just not going to eliminate the powerful oil people overnight like that, because I think a lot of the the pressure that Biden's getting to is come back because he he put himself so much against the oil by pushing, uh, you know, uh, clean energy. And again, you can push that all you want. If India and China keep on polluting the atmosphere, right. what good is it going to be over here that you uh, have zero emissions? You'll be getting them from China and India with the wind that comes across the continent, you know? I
1: mean I, mean, I do think it's good to prepare for the future. It would be yes. beautiful yes. to do it. But one of the one of the dangers we're running into is what the, what Europe's already hitting, is where they're getting rid of their old traditional forms of power, and the new power isn't. Yet online enough. Well, well, that's hey. the thing is that, is that some of the
2: power, like a lot of there's, at most like you'll see like a uh, uh, alternative energy be like fifteen percent of right. like a power guys, grid. Guys, right.
3: I can remember when I was a kid, the rag man still came around <laughs> looking for rags with a and budget. Right, <laughs> you know. So come on, you know, right. it is going to be transitional. You know. And I'm talking the 1950s when I was a kid, you know, so
1: to, to store the store with a guy with a horse and buggy yelling out for rags, you know. <laughs> the horse and buggy. <laughs> no, but, but it really is true. The the um, You've got to prepare for the future, but it, hopefully, well, look, if you look what's happened in Germany, they're going, they're trying to reconcile some of their... Fast-moving that they've done with their their power needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, I mean they're really beginning to get, Never mind the Russian war. Well, again, yeah, it's it's it's
2: something that if yeah, if you're if you're putting all your stock in now, all of your stock in now, you're you're definitely, yeah, you're you're going to come up short. Well, they're sure. closing
1: Plymouth. They're going to close the Plymouth nuclear power plant. Well, I think it's already closed. Yeah, it's, it's already closed. You so out. you're not yeah. getting power there. I did no? see that that um, we'll, we'll probably ultimately get the hookup with the Quebec. Um, uh, uh, water power, um, for, for more power to well, state, I but. always I always
3: thought, I saw a program on PBS there where they were talking about how they get uh, electricity in New York from uh, the Niagara Falls. Yes. So yeah. why couldn't we just lay a line across New York into Western Mass and get some that way?
1: Yeah. Yeah, they, they, one of the problems with, with laying those enormous cables is that the, there are environmental regulations. I don't know, just mean senseless ones or all legitimate ones. That's one of the problems they're having in Maine right now to try to get the uh, they've gotten some court orders, some some court decisions.
3: Well, I, I thought mostly that was a, a state thing that Vermont and New Hampshire didn't want, you know, those things going through their pristine lands, which I understand, but maybe New York would be different. You know, and I I think they even said they managed the on the PBS thing. They managed the uh, the flow of the uh, of the Niagara Falls with the needs that they have for power, you know. So if that's there and New Hampshire and Vermont says no, give it a shot. See what happens. You know that's right the thing. no no but Again, no. To get back to the original yeah, thing, go ahead. uh you know i i i think it was a missed opportunity if the mayor didn't want to send uh, Ian neighbor he could have sent neil mellow i'm sure neil Mello would have been happy to meet
1: a president you know and uh I, represent I, I, the city you know? no you're absolutely, absolutely right
2: Look, thanks thanks for the
1: call i appreciate I it i think anyone would have been happy to meet the president yeah I don't know who wouldn't it, have been not only that um it led
2: into uh, this leads into the column that i actually wrote today Biden mentioned specifically New Bedford accomplishments. Didn't mention didn't say New Bedford, but he mentioned accomplishment that happened here in New Bedford, right? He said that he met with the CEO of Vineyard Wind, Klaus Mueller, who Mayor Mitchell said on our show last week that he just had lunch with, right? Klaus Mueller. And he talked about how they had a historic labor agreement to have locally sourced unionized labor. Build the turbines. Right, that happened at the port. I was there. It right. happened at the port of New Bedford.
1: <laughs> right,
4: I
2: was right. there. I covered it. Right, and so and so he mentions the New Bedford accomplishments. I agree, and and, and due respect to the person who went there on behalf of the port authority, that's fine. But I, uh, you know, it, it could have been, it, it could have probably should have been someone like you said with the like you said with the with the mayoral authority, especially considering that he mentioned specifically like a, a New Bedford accomplishments. And New Bedford is going to be. As Mayor Mitchell said, New Bedford is has the lead in terms of eastern seaboard ports for 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 clean energy. So and the other thing I want to say, yeah, if there there are even I think green energy or clean energy activists are conceding that they are conceding that you can't power an entire electrical grid with alternative energy right now, you know. They're trying to blame that on like what's happening in Texas, right? Texas has a poorly managed privatized um, electrical grid that purposefully holds power because it makes it more valuable. And they've got like 15, maybe 10, 15% of their powers on alternative energy. And they're trying to blame it on that. But realistically, there is no state electrical power grid that ha- has even, even mostly or even close to half relies on alternative energy. It is a work. It is a work in progress, but Fossil fuels are like, by their definition, finite, and so you need to find something uh, that one isn't, you know, um, the one that isn't going to, you know, destroy the planet, and two is can we can use again, you know, as long as we're around. Right. So the sun is technically finite, <laughs> right? Right.
1: But, but when that goes, <laughs> but, but not not anyway, as right. far as we're concerned, right? right? Yeah. Right. So so um. So, so, the, the um just 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 to follow back, Marcus, on the on the issue with the. Because this is this is kind of a big deal, yeah. and uh, I think the caller brought up a point that that I hadn't really thought about much. To be very honest with you, with with everything that's been going on, um, the mayors, and I knew the mayor wasn't going to be there because I knew he was out of town. Um, so there's a conference of
2: mayors. It was conference of mayors, right? And I thought that that already happened, but apparently that's like the pre-conference conference of mayors. Well,
1: I know that he was at a. Um, a Harvard um, executive training sem- seminar down in New York, the whole thing, right? So, I mean, he was, he was working. And I knew the yeah. mayor wasn't in town. And I do think that Biden's visit, as we learned from Jake Hockencloss, was very last minute. Yeah. It was very last minute. So, for that reason, when things are done at the last minute, obviously there are going to be cracks, larger, larger holes, right? So, people, mm-hmm. things are going to slip through the cracks. But I was amazed, as I was looking in the audience of the people that were there, how few people I recognized. Yeah. Right? Because look, it was a very heavy Democratic area, but beside the point, it's the President of the United States. Yeah. Right? You've pointed out in your articles on WBSM.com how rare it is to get a president. First time in 26 years, a sitting president a sitting, right? has come. I remember the last time it was Bill Clinton, I was there. Yeah. And um, the um, and, and he's been back since he was out of office, but it's a big deal. It's a big yeah. deal to have, and particularly a sitting President of the United States. So when I looked in the audience who was there in Somerset, Um, not that I know all those people over there by look, I don't, but you know, I noticed, um, Senator Pacheco from Taunton, but there were more people that were not there that I would have thought would have been there, right? Yeah. For the the President of the United States, I really thought. I know you had, um, Senator Pacheco
2: was there, you had, uh, you had Pat Haddad was there. The right. Speaker, Ron Mariano, Karen Spilka, Senate President, was there. Of course, Aachen Kloss Keating, Mark E. Warren, who apparently spoke with Biden on the plane about climate initiatives uh, that they that need to be addressed in Massachusetts. Jake Ankenclaw is actually talking about specific things in the district. He talked about with Biden's staff, which is the um, which is the amendment in the Coast Guard bill. He's been talking about that for a while. He talked to me about that a few months ago. He's been talking about that for a while. Uh, that it's going to uh, harm the off. Uh, it's going to seriously harm the offshore wind industry if it if it t- if it gets through. So they're going to work on that not getting through, especially while they still have
1: a majority in in congress which isn't going to last that no, long <laughs> no. but but just in terms of local officials i mean if i had been on the board of selectmen in freetown still i would have gone there If yeah. I, you know again had i known so the and had you been able to
2: right I, yeah, like you, yeah you, they gotta they gotta
1: let you in they're gonna let you in but i i, I did think that um I was, I was i was a little bit and again i didn't want to look like i was bashing biden but because I thought his speech was good. and, and I, thought, I was reading the transcript this morning, right. uh, just, just going over it
2: because I was writing a column,
1: and I wanted to make
2: sure I got the quotes right. It's actually pretty funny. Uh like (laughs) especially when you read it while it's in in a transcript form. In my department labor and my department of labor, led by a guy named Marty Walsh, said in Boston accent, he talks funny, but he's a hell of a guy. Right? Right. I mean I I I thought I thought
1: it was a good performance. (laughs) I really did. Yeah. Hey, there's Sheldon. I live in his house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sheldon Whitehouse. I mean it was it was a it was a good performance. So I didn't want to take away from it, but but now that we're you know a couple days out, I did think there were a lot less local officials there than I than I would have thought would have been there normally. But yeah. In, but in the it, defense of that, it was a last minute trip. It was a last minute. It was a
2: last minute trip. It was kind of surprising. Yes. uh To just, I mean, it makes sense. It makes it makes sense to have Brayton Point as a backdrop of of where you want to give that speech because it talks about something that was environmentally hazardous. Uh, one of the five. Uh, i think it was rated one of the five most environmentally hazardous plants in the in the commonwealth before it was taken down and now it's going to be a major distributor of power for for clean energy so that makes sense why they'd want to, why they'd want to do it but yeah i didn't expect it that soon and i didn't even know this honestly i didn't even know the president moved on a schedule like that I thought everything was planned out further ahead of time. So that you did just I show up. Hey, so did I. I hey, really did. Tomorrow, you let's go to. Uh, you ever heard of Somerset? A town of you right? know, <laughs> ten thousand right? people.
1: No, you no, want to? So, so I thought. there, Marcus. T- you know, to your point, I thought that Jake Gogencos had been lobbying at him for a month, right? Saying, "Mr. President, mm-hmm. there's a hole in your schedule. Can you come?" It turns out it's the other way around. The president says, "Let's go." Right? Yeah. And he he did he did say it's, he doesn't think it's
2: because he's he himself has been a. Has been an outspoken uh, person for for clean power.
1: Right, right. Yeah. So, so I didn't want I didn't want to seem like I was being negative because I'm a Republican against the president because I did think he did a good job at his speech. But I was just a little bit taken aback by how few little local dignitaries weren't there. But again, I was trying to explain that to myself, just saying. But again, the trip was such short notice. Yeah. And you know, I don't, I didn't see the mayor of Fall River there. Um, no. You know, but again, I wasn't there. I was looking watching on television, but. Um, I was watching Channel 12, and you had Ted Nisi doing commentary as they, the crowd was coming in. Yeah. And he was picking out the faces from the crowd, too. Right. So I think he would have mentioned some of the people that, that I didn't hear were there, if they were there. For instance, um, the mayor of Attleboro, Haru, I don't yeah. think he
2: was there, right? No, I don't
1: think so. And he's so. running, you know, he's in a competitive race with the sheriff right now. So he would have been a guy I think normally would have been there. But again, right. maybe that's the reason we didn't have someone from New Bedford there. Yeah. Well, right. Because, like, you know, I think... If, notice. I think it's...
2: I think if Mayor Mitchell maybe knew ahead of time the president was coming, he would yeah. have probably changed his plans.
1: No, I think. agree with you. I agree with you. And, and, and if, he, if he wasn't able to change his plans, he would have made sure he had somebody else there. Yeah. Now, again, as, as, as we know from Mike Lawrence, they had someone from the Port Authority there. Which is cool. Which is fine, you know, having someone there. But And I'm sure, I haven't talked to him about it because it didn't occur to me, but I'm sure Ian Aver would have loved to have been there had mm-hmm. he known and had he been able to be there. Yeah, i um, just knowing Ian, you know, it's I think he absolutely would have been there. So um, do you think yes. that we're going to see a visit? So
2: Klaus said to us on on Wednesday after the um, after the speech and it was in my column and that column actually was on Politico's playbook. You can check it out. Uh, it was on uh, Politico's Massachusetts playbook this morning. Uh, his his thoughts on Biden coming to his district. But he asked Secretary Pete Buttigieg to come here. He's already had Nancy Pelosi. He's already had Doug Emhoff, the second gentleman. Do you think that we're going to see because of all the stuff that's going on with offshore wind, uh, you think we're going to see more uh, Democratic leaders here uh, like like presidents, cabinet secretaries, um, you know, high ranking uh, congressional officials and the like? Uh, now that uh
1: now that all this stuff's going on well i think we could um it depends what happens with biden okay um and uh if if president biden runs for re-election massachusetts obviously will not be competitive in the primary right but if you didn't but but let's make a, an assumption um for the sake of conversation that Joe Biden decides not to run again. Okay. Um, and so you have a primary, then I think you're going to see a lot of people, you'll here. see a ton of people, but they will be, they will be trying to get on the wind bandwagon. Right. Yeah. So I do think in that case you would, right. Um, I also think that if Biden does run again, then they'll, they'll automatically in four years be an, be an open seat. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause he'll be term limited in. So then I think you would again, right. right? As, as the primaries heat up and you want to have people who are, um, who are getting um, who are getting here um, to try to get into the conversation? You know, um, don't you know? Don't forget, Massachusetts is a huge place to fundraise for yeah. Democrats. And so, if you can come in for a nice photo op with the wind tow- with the wind industry, right, to play to your base and also raise money, right? You know, I think I think that that works out. So I think in that case, you, Marcus, we would five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Take a break. We'll be right back. Listen
2: to us live. Show uh, 508-996-0500 is how you can get in the program. We're going to be joined soon by City Councilor Hugh Dunn, who's going to descend upon us from Ward 3 in God's country. The land of milk and honey. I the believe you the call land it. of milk and honey, the Hicks-Logan-Sawyer area. That's that's what the uh, that's what the locals call it. And uh, he's going to talk about the Cassidy um, legislation that he uh well the the home rule petition so it's going to be it's legislative technically legislation now in beacon hill that he's going to that that he was instrumental in, in getting through the city council and negotiating. With the mayor's office for for about a year, so that's definitely um, that's definitely a big uh, a big get for uh, a big get for the city, a big get for working people in New Bedford who um, you know want to feel like if they go out there, if they're going to risk their lives, you know, in this dangerous time, to 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 that their families are taken care of when they're gone. I think that's the point of getting into municipal government is that you don't do it. To get rich, for sure, Right. right? I mean, unless, you know... But you like to hope your Thompson. family's going to be taken care of right. if you're gone. Yeah, right. right. Exactly. The, that's, um, that's what you. That's the reason you get into it because it's there's benefits there, and you're supposed to be
1: able to access those benefits. The city already has a difficult time with retention and recruitment for p- police in particular, and um, we're having a, we're having a hell of a time in Fairhaven right now
2: uh, with a lot of positions. Honestly, there's a lot of positions that aren't being filled, even though you know we're we're offering you right. know these the benefits and all of that because right. it's just it's just difficult to find labor so and it's and it's like if you're going to do this if you're going to hold
1: stuff up like this it's it's just a slap in the face and particularly the job where you where you get shot at right i mm-hmm. mean the job where you where, where where in new bedford oh was it two weeks ago now the police went to went to a call to check on someone and they fired a gun at them right mm-hmm. i mean it, it's a it's a true thing that police get shot at particularly city cops so the fact is that the respect for cops have gone down. We, the mayor has talked about it. The police chief has talked about it. it makes it harder for the uh, retention and for the recruitment of new police officers. But if this hadn't been successful, if Dunn um, hadn't persisted uh, in, in getting this through the city council with his, nevertheless, colleagues, nevertheless, he persisted. He persisted. <laughs> uh, if if he, you know, and they they had to get it done with it. They had to negotiate it with the mayor. They had to. There was there was, no, a, there, was like a little, there was a struggle there. Yeah. If, if that hadn't happened. Um, really i think the morale in the police department and the fire department as well would have been uh, a lot lower
2: yeah absolutely um so uh i do want to uh, i do want to plug this for our friend and colleague jess machado tomorrow she's got my old slot uh saturday one to four which is a fantastic slot um i some i kind of miss it honestly but uh but she's she's hosting gubernatorial candidate chris uh, so you heard him uh on the debate he was the grown-up uh, that if you were listening to the debate on the Howie Carr show, which could have been if you were listening here in WBSM, I thought it was a really well-run debate by Howie and the, uh, Howie Taylor and their team. Uh, and Howie declared Doty the winner. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty clear. Right. again. he declared I, him the yeah, winner. Yeah, he was the yeah he was the he was the guy with his shoes on. And so, um, so if you listen, yeah, it, so you're going to have him talking to Jess Machado tomorrow, talking about the debate. Uh, specifically, you know, his thoughts on the debates reacting to what was happening here on WBSM and uh, why, you know, why he wants to to be your next governor. So uh, that that? that is at... Looks like it's going to be at two o'clock. It looks like that's going to be at two o'clock. So I would t- I would tune in for the whole show. It's right. sat you know sat- now that I have Saturdays off, I definitely put it on. I-, I put it on last time. I heard all the wonderful things you were all saying about me, <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, we're glad that. Well, you got. know you know what I'm you know what well here's my whole thing. No, even if they didn't agree with you, they liked you. They did, and here's my whole thing. There's eight hosts here. There's two of them that aren't members of the John Birch Society.
4: <laughs> so, so
1: get over it. But um no, but uh but and that's because they won't have the other two. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah right. They're on a list already. So
2: <laughs> so Anyway, yeah, so he's going to be in tomorrow. Definitely, uh, definitely want to tune in for that. I'm, I'm going to be listening with interest tomorrow for sure to see, uh, you know, exactly what uh, Chris Doty has to say. You know what I like to hear when when candidates come here, and I like to ask them when they come here is, what what are you going to do for? for us? Right. You know, the what, great are you, New area. what are you going to do for the South Coast? Because we often do feel like we're overlooked in statewide races. I do think Charlie Baker has been pretty good to us. I do. I agree. I think he's been pretty good to us. I think it's a big reason why he was he easily, you know, he won this region re-election. I think it's why he I think it's why he did is because um, because he was good to us. You know, he helped usher in South Coast Rail. And in fact, actually, when he ran against Deval Patrick, he was against South he Coast was. Rail. He was. He was against it. And then. Uh, the next go around, he was for it, right? Because you know, he, he could read the tea leaves, he knew he realized
1: it. it was important, he realized it was important. And they, I think the legislature had had changed, um, they, they had become more more committed to it mm-hmm. because of our local delegation. So, yeah, um, I do think that he recognized that he wouldn't be able to get any other transportation projects without yeah. South Coast Rail, right? So, it was, it, it, it was important. I mean, look. There, Mark Montigny can can get a lot of things done for you, or stop a lot of things. Right, and if you're the new governor, you need guys like that, yeah. guys who've been around a long time. Yeah, they can they can really hamstring your goals, no matter how how important they are to you. If if you're not gonna work with him. Right. I mean, that's how legislatures work. Exactly. Yeah. So five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. 500
2: If you did hear that debate, we're definitely interested in hearing what you thought about it. We talked a little, we talked about it, uh, I think at length last show, because it right. was an immediate lead into right. what we, you know, into our show. And we heard people, actually, everybody we talked to that called in had said what Howie
1: said is that... Chris Doty won that debate easily. So I think, I think as as I mentioned, um, there's a lot of people, uh, who are Republicans who do appreciate Jeff deal. Mm -hmm. We just no longer think he's the candidate, right? We, 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 we voted for him to run against Liz Warren. Everybody knew that was a race that he wasn't going to win, but he put a good foot forward. There were three candidates in it to run against Liz Warren. You have to put a candidate against Liz Warren, you know, and then from where did they go? Well, unfortunately that you know his performance wasn't that great and um his performance now has has been terrible really so i i think that jeff deal while while many of us are sympathetic to him or, or we, we we appreciate what he's done in the past on the gasoline tax on other things. He just isn't the guy anymore. He just isn't. Doty is putting forward a better candidacy, and also it's almost look, like when Newt Gingrich ran for president in
2: 2012, it was like uh, you you did that thing a long time ago. We appreciate <laughs> yeah. right, we appreciate what you did. <laughs> yeah,
1: we really do. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. I was once at once in Washington at a Republican type um, conference, a conservative conference, and this guy who was a state senator from from uh, Georgia. Yeah, he said. He said, "I know Newt Gingrich." He said, "He's the biggest jerk you ever met in your life." He goes, "I think we ought to be building a statue to yeah. him right now." He goes, "But he's a horrible person." Right? Yeah, I mean, that's just how the guy felt. But anyway, I don't oh, think he's do, trash. Do you, Newt Gingrich,
2: he's a um, trash person. Yeah, he, he had to resign for, for ethics violations. He left his two wives. He left two of his wives when they
1: had cancer. He's not a good person. You, yeah, you see, the thing is, I really don't know much about his person. I just remember him when he was. The architect of the, you know, for the politically, Republican. Po- politically, he's a uh, genius. Political
2: genius, for right? Sure. So, so the he uh, started. To, he's the one that made C-SPAN popular. Oh, he's he great. He started talking on
1: C-SPAN when no, nobody was there. He'd start screaming at C-SPAN. Nineteen eighties. I used to watch him. Yeah, right? and um, it, it was amazing. Him and him and the guy who was a Democrat from uh Cleveland who ended up in prison um, with the crazy hair. He'd say he'd say, "Beam me up, Scotty." Right? What was his name? I can't think of it. Traficante. But anyway, so um, the um. The point is that Jeff Deal, I think many of us today blame him for the reason that Baker isn't running again. Which is the reason the Republicans aren't which is the reason Healy is got a, is running, right? Because if Baker was running, why, yeah. there wouldn't be a formidable Democrat. Why it
2: seems like Healy's got the glide path to the um to the to the governor's office. You know what's funny? The words beam me up, Scotty, were never actually said on Star Trek. I wouldn't know that. Never. It's one of those the Mandela effect. So like you think something's been said. Okay and it actually, it's just because it's been, in, like, it, it, I guess it has to do with, like, a lot of people thought Nelson Mandela died just because, a lot of people thought Fidel Castro died before he did, right? He died in 2017. A lot of people thought he died before he did. Right, because the Kennedys just, were trying to kill him. It was just, no, but it was just something that, it's just something that's embedded in, like, sort of pop culture. Like just something people, Ren- well,
1: Like, people would thought Burt Reynolds was dead.
2: Yeah, or um, people who host a show with a Phil Collins lead and who thought Phil Collins was dead. <laughs> Me, exactly. But right? another, other examples are, like, When uh, Vader says, Luke, I am your father doesn't actually say that. Everybody says, Luke, I am your father. That's actually not what he says. He says, No, I am your father. So there's there's all those, you know, types of phrases and things. Okay. But that's one of them. Be me up Scotty was never said in Star the words be me up Scotty, that sentence that everybody says was uh was actually never said in uh, in Star Trek. It
1: was but it was said on the congressional floor by Jim traficante who later ended up in federal prison. Um <laughs> a good Ohio Congressman Democrat, but a conservative Democrat, a real conservative Democrat from the old days. The uh, you look up some of those on YouTube. I'm sure they are. His speeches were great. He, uh, I think he was also taking money from the mafia. I think that's what they they put him in jail for. Ultimately, uh, Mr. Traficante. Traficante, the, Yeah, sounds about right. Right. The um, that's that's I think profiling. The um, but <laughs> it is totally is. But the um, but anyway the, the I, I do think the uh, the deal um, uh debate was very good on the Howie Carr show, and it's worth tuning in tomorrow to just Machado to hear up uh, hear hear her interview with that. Uh, with uh chris Doty.
2: yep at 508-996-0500 we're gonna take a break we'll be right back with uh city council here done
4: new bedford's, bedford's news talk station
2: welcome back to south coast tonight 508-996-0500 let's go to the phones good evening thanks for holding
4: hey marcus and mr mccarthy glad to hear you guys i had a, I had a radio question i don't know if you guys are free to answer the question um could you could you is it is it public knowledge or could you uh divulge what is bsm bill a year
2: you know so i don't don't, don't know know. it's above my pay grade man
4: okay well all right it's it's i mean is that that not uh, doesn't that get reported in the trades i know probably
1: yeah that's a good question I, I mean, yeah. probably. I probably, just, you could probably get the corporate statement for well, Town Square well,
4: well, Media. I'm just curious. How do you guys bill against for uh, your time slot against um, Levin? You think? I know it's a different setup because you guys get yeah. all the advertising instead of some of it.
2: I have no idea. Yeah, I I just come here. I like, I do I t- content. I don't do the business. Yeah, I'm a, we're, the, we're, the, we're, <laughs> the, we're what you call the talent,
4: right? right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, right. I I understand that. No, no, was just it's interesting. I know you guys made a big change on how you how you do the day thing. I I enjoy uh, BSM. I enjoy
1: you guys. I um, it's an interesting so, question. Hey, I, was I,
4: just, I was just t- I was just well, I was curious just because I know it was a big change. You know, uh, so
1: it'll be a couple of weeks or months before they really know um you know given given that uh we're just we're brand new and Levin just got adjusted to a little later so so the comparison um they they i i can't imagine they have any they have any numbers to work on yet really yeah and and
4: i mean it's did they even get the accurate numbers down when you get into markets this size or i i don't know i mean if you, if you were in new york you'd you'd know what the numbers were pretty pretty quick probably but right i just, yeah any you know I was just I was just curious but uh, listen I enjoy your guys Thank you. uh, your, your shtick and i appreciate you being on the air and, and giving you know listen being local is uh really really is important it's you're my only outlet for local news so i appreciate i listen to you guys all the time but i was curious if it was a uh you know you know how how it was um, as a money maker
1: I, I, don't, I don't think they'd do it if it wasn't a money maker, to be honest with you, because it is a for-profit corporation. You know, it's a Town Square Media is a publicly traded company. If we were down the road, at, you know, at uh, public radio, then it wouldn't matter. But here, it does matter, that's for sure. So the uh, the moves they make are to you know to to increase uh, the listenership, really. So that's why they went, you know, it's, it's, that's why they give you more of us, right? <laughs> right? Exactly. I mean, the, the belief, Listen, the goal, I I am the
4: I'm the key. Yeah. I'm the key demographic, right? <laughs> yeah. I am I am the product of your show. I'm the key demographic. You deliver me to your sponsors, and I actually just went into the butcher shop today for the first time. And what a cool shop! Yeah, I, that's I'm a great. That's back. a great place. That's good. I, but I, honestly, I only went in there because of BSM, and I'd never been in there before. And I met the son of the guy that does the the, uh, the interviews with Phil. And the spots were filling, and, and uh, he was explaining that to me. And uh, he said, "Business is great," and I just love local business, and I love the fact that you guys are, uh, you know, coordinating that. Anyway, that's all, that's all I had to say. I was curious about the the radio biz and, and how that works, but we'll, you know,
2: hey, good the, luck. Thanks for the call and the support. We appreciate it. So we're now joined by City Council from War Three, Hugh Dunn.
0: Glad Count- to be here.
2: Yeah, just
0: the mic there. a <laughs> little closer to the microphone i start. hate this all right is this is this better yeah it's yeah. better all right yeah
1: we cleaned all it make sure i no covid on it really, yeah. so we so, it so um so hugh yeah so you, you you've you got you do that. a major piece of legislation through the city council um give people some background if they, if they just had never heard of this before give them an idea of what overall happened, and then then we'll go into the process. Because look, I think the process is very important. Um, it wouldn't have happened without process. Sure. The um, the fact of the matter is there was resistance, seen and unseen. Yeah. You you had people yep. working against you. Um. You had people who were maybe working with you, but they weren't as enthusiastic about it. And um, so tell us what you had to do, what was done, and for who. Yeah. So we'll, yeah, it, it
0: dates back. It's the same time that you're in the hospital. Right. You know, you were in the hospital, and uh, unfortunately, Mike Cassidy, uh, Sergeant Mike Cassidy was dying. And Mike Cassidy is a hero. There's there's no other way to describe Mike Cassidy. He was a hero. He was one of the best of the best of New Bedford's police. And so he, he has Red Cross, Red Cross awards. He's been awarded by the United States Senate. He was the guy who, uh, kept us safe in the city council uh, during our meetings, for better or worse. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for better or worse. Yeah. But like he kept you from the guillotine. We had we had some contentious meetings. He was there at the door protecting us, you know. And so uh, during the pandemic, he did not take any time off. He was not working from home. This guy was doing bookings, and he was out there uh, on the streets doing real police work. And, and he got COVID and unfortunately he passed and it's, and it's a tragedy and it should have never happened, but he lived up to his commitment to the city yeah and, and there was a problem. There, there was a problem about whether the city was going to live up to their commitment to him and he should have immediately gotten a line of duty death benefit. And a line of duty death benefit uh, is granted when you're, you're, you're injured doing your job, whether it be a car accident or a shooting or a knife or a something. Fire, for a
2: firefighter for or something firefighter like, like that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But he died on the job.
0: He was not granted that off the bat. Yeah. And I thought that was a problem. This guy needs to get a line of duty death benefit. He, and let's
1: remember, he has a wife and daughter yeah yeah he has a wife he's and daughter a, he's, he's a not family just man dead. it's me as a wife and daughter who used to count in his paycheck yeah. right, right. The, like we
0: cannot uh, this guy is such a hero uh at market basket he was reviving people like uh uh market basket workers he was reviving them, giving them like mouth to mouth like yeah. <laughs> right,
1: right, right. He really? jumped into the water to save a drowning person. Yes, he's right. it's, a, it's out, it's out of
0: control. What a hero this guy was! He, he's he's right, he's an he's he was an exemplary uh, public he, servant. He, 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 they they're not everybody's built like Mike Cassidy, and, right. and he he was he was a hundred percent what you want in a public servant. And so he was not given that benefit. And he needed that benefit because he gave his life for the people of New
1: Bedford. Right. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And so uh, we went to bat for him. Right. Uh, it it wasn't it wasn't given, but he needed to get his family deserves that one hundred percent line of, line of duty death benefit, and they were not given it, and it was a bit of a struggle to get there, uh, but. Working with my colleagues on the city council, we came together to get him that. And it took time, and it took some back and forth, but we did get him there. And I'm very proud of this. Uh, I'm very proud of the council coming together, and we did it this week. We finally passed the the vote to get it. Was it it unanimous? Unanimous. Unanimous. And so now... It goes to the mayor's desk, and the mayor has to hand it off to the legislature. It's, it, they, we have to—it's to... it's a home rule petition, basically. Right. So it has to pass the city council.
2: Has to go. It has to be signed by the mayor. Uh, that's why you couldn't just like if you vetoed it, override it. You have to have him sign it. It goes through the. It goes then to the legislature. It goes through the legislature, and then ends up on Governor Baker's desk. Now you said that Governor Baker. Has said he's yes. going to get the he's going to try to fast track this as best yes. he can.
0: Right. That is my understanding. Is that Baker has committed to doing this, and uh, Rep. Hendricks and Senator Montigny are, are are all on board to do it. Good. So I I think that I feel like the family is gonna is in a good position. Uh, when we passed it uh, last night, my only comments because I, I I I think everything has been said that I can say about what a great human being uh, Sergeant Cassidy is. But right now, what what we, what we really need is for uh, this to go as quickly as possible. The family has waited long enough.
1: So I want to ask you this question. Yeah. So all we've heard about is everyone's on board, everyone's on board, but it's taken all this time. So explain to me and Marcus and most importantly, the audience, because the Cassidy family understands, tell us why it takes so long. What was
0: the process? Uh, so we had to do some back and forth with the administration. We had to do some back and forth with the city solicitor's office. There has been turnover in the solicitor's office, so it is one of these things where, like, it may have been a priority for the past uh, top solicitor for the city. Okay. But then she left, and then we have a new solicitor coming in, Eric Jakes, and I told him, "Hey, this is my top priority. You have to get this done." Right. And it took a little little time, but then, I, well, actually, let, let's be real. Uh, let, let let's let's put it out there. I said nothing gets done through my committees until this. It's done. And and so tra- that's what I
1: wanted you to tell everybody. <laughs> yeah, I wanted you to yeah, tell everybody yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that this didn't just happen. This what this is not just dedicating a park or some other thing like that. That's all nice. Yeah. This is a real this there's a lot of money involved. Yeah. And and and, and you had to use some 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 real power. You had to use yeah. your your position as a committee chairman to to tell them I know No, I mean, this no. Is, this is a real serious <laughs> thing. Yeah. Folks, this is really major legislation and it was a real struggle it was
2: it it, it's it's major legislation it's actually precedent-setting throughout the commonwealth really because you might have other people that do pass in COVID 19 on the duty or someone who already has another town or another town or city try to do this after new bedford has really set themselves uh as the the model for 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 the uh the type of legislation that gets passed and um, yeah, And you as the chair of ordinance, uh, which is basically like, what does the city council do make yeah. ordinance? As you said, nothing gets through until we get this done. 508 We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris and Marcus. And uh, we're here joined by Councilor Don. Hey, everybody, it's the... Wow, I turned that knob up way too much. So we have uh, City
1: Council Hugh Dunn from Ward 3 with us. Uh, we're talking about... Descending the- upon us from God's country. The Mike Cassidy permit. Uh, yep. The Mike Cassidy petition, home rule petition that just advanced through the City Council. That's right. Um, one of the reasons that, that it, it took a little longer than you anticipated was you guys did add a little bit more to it, I understand, to include some more municipal employees. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it, so it, it really covers anybody that died from COVID. Uh, during It's sunset, so there's a certain period of time. Uh, so somebody that dies in the future from COVID is not covered, and that's one of the things that... That's a concession you had to make, though, to get it passed, correct. basically. Right? And,
4: and if we have an employee that passes from COVID going forward, I'll go,